Welcome to the Go Ye Forth podcast, where we hear inspiring stories from returned missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who have served all across the globe. I am your host, Jason Bringhurst. Hello, everyone. On today's show, we get to meet Eldred Bills. Eldred served in the New England States Mission back in 1965 through 1967. His mission president is someone who I think you might recognize. And in my missionary minute, I talk about obedience. So let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Eldred Bills. Obviously, I know you. You're my uncle. <laughs> Thank you. But as background, maybe tell us a little bit about where you're from and a little bit about your family. Sure. I grew up in Murray, Utah. Um, grew up in a rural area there. Um, we had a small garden and mm-hmm. uh, had like a couple of acres and we raised uh, uh, beef every year and uh, had chickens and... Uh, you know, some geese and, I don't know, just different animals. Oh, fun. And I had a couple of dogs and, and uh, you know, it was on my, it was carved out of my grandfather's uh, farm. He had a big farm, uh, Grandpa okay. Turpin. He was a big turkey farmer and, and well-known in the area, plus a dairy farm and stuff. And so I was able to, uh, you know, be raised in that atmosphere and I helped him whenever I could. My dad was a carpenter and so mm-hmm. I you know, helped him at times. And, uh, my mom was, uh, excellent homemaker and, uh, we always called her Betty Crocker. She <laughs> won a lot, won a lot of awards for her baking and, yeah. and cooking when she was young and 4-H and, and, um, uh, have three sisters, um, okay. all younger than me. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that area has sure changed. Um, it was oh, yeah. definitely very rural back then. I'm sure. Right. Uh, it's a golf course now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a golf course. Uh, so was a mission always, uh, kind of something that you'd planned on? Um, yeah, um, not really. Um, you know, it was just, I mean, it was out there, but, mm-hmm. uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, just, uh, getting school done and I spent, uh, after I graduated from Murray high in 1964, I, uh, did a year at the university of Utah. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend at the time. It was pretty steady and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, um, I felt like something was, was missing. And, um, so, you know, I, in praying about it, I de- decided that I wanted to go on a mission. That's awesome. And what year was this uh, when when you decided to go on your mission? Well, it was uh, in 1965, probably in the okay um, close to the end of the spring and summer. There was uh, Vietnam War was going on pretty steady, and mm-hmm. and um, there was uh, a draft going on and so forth. I did have a low number, but mm-hmm. but anyway, you know, we had an exemption if you you know were a missionary. So sure. What was your experience like when you received your mission call? Um, it was, you know, just the, I think the usual, everybody goes through anticipation Mm of where you're going to end up and, and, you know, waiting for, uh, you know, waiting to receive it. Um, things were way different back then, but uh, you got it in the mail, Uh your call. So, and where did you serve? Okay. The, was the new England States mission, which was comprised at the time of, 
basically Connecticut up north, you know, through um, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Mm-hmm. And then it also went up into Canada to oh, wow. New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Okay. What's the mission home down like in the Massachusetts area or where was the mission home? Yeah, it was in Boston. Boston. Okay. All right. So, and then you, uh, you get called, was there, um, I don't know the timeline of like when, uh, things transitioned from like the mission home to the MTC. Did you have any type of missionary training that you went to? Not really. Um, basically got my call and, you know, got my temple recommend and went mm-hmm. through the temple. My, my, uh, grandfather at the time, he was a state park patriarch out in Riverton. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had gotten my patriarchal blessing from him, and and I also had a cousin that went out about the same time as me. So, uh, you know, one thing I remember is he took us to a hathier in uh, Salt Lake. Uh, hmm. that, you know, did the hats for missionaries because uh-huh. we were required to have a hat when we went out. Oh, really? <laughs> so you know, yeah. And so you know, getting your clothes and uh-huh. of course for the area, and um, went to the temple. Mm-hmm. And um, then the mission uh, training center was right there in the same area where now the conference center is now in okay. Salt Lake. So we were there for, uh, I think it was two weeks. I'm not pretty close to that anyway. Okay. Reported there. And then did you have a, a group that went out together to where you were going to serve or was it just you that went out? Yes, it was uh, Boyd K. Packer was the mission president and okay. he had just been been appointed there. Uh, and so, uh, president Packer had requested that, uh, he would like to flood the area there in new England. So there was a group of 37 of us that were called and went wow. uh, to the MTC and, you know, spent our time there before we departed to, mm-hmm. to go back to Boston. And did you travel by a plane? We traveled by, first of all, we traveled by train. Okay. From uh, Salt Lake to uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then in Chicago, we boarded a plane and we were flown to uh, Boston and then met there and taken to the, to the you know, mission mm-hmm. headquarters there and uh, received our assignments. Okay. So what was that like? Uh, did you meet with uh, President Packer at that time to, and meet him? Yes, he had the group of us there. Okay. And uh, actually he... He introduced his family and, you know, he had, he had, I mean, he was totally just great, awesome mm-hmm. and uh, talked to us and what if, you know, what he expected. I mean, the mission rules back then were pretty strict. Uh, mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to make any, well, you know, you weren't supposed to make any phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, you write letters, you had your, you know, your P day once a week and you write your letters and do your laundry and get everything ready for the rest of the week and then yeah. you had your schedule and 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 all that but it was you know quite a bit different for sure even since my daughter julian has come home there have been a lot of changes to the mission rules so did president packer have a young family at this point yes okay all those kids um i mean i know there was like you know probably five or six i can't remember exactly but yeah they, okay you know, they were just a you know awesome family what were your first impressions of boston it was big, <laughs> you know, it was big and, you know, you're just, you know, trying to take it all in. And then, and then when you get your assignments, um, we got our assignments, my first assignment, I was assigned to go to, 
uh, Middleton, Nova Scotia, which is, oh, wow. okay. uh, which is, uh, it was like 46 hours on the bus hmm. from when we left Boston. And so go up through, uh, through Canada, up, uh, through Brunswick and then into Nova Scotia, stopped at Halifax. And then I was a little, I was further down the peninsula from there and, uh, had my companion's name, which turned out to be that I had actually, he had actually been in my home ward for a while. Oh, really? <laughs> Elder Svedine. Yeah. And so, um, didn't really realize it until, um, got to the bus stop, had a phone number to call. It's interesting in Canada, you know, it was pay phones back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you do is in Canada, you, uh, dial the number rather than putting your money in and dialing the number you dial the number and when they answer then you put your money in well yeah. i kept getting hung up on and i couldn't figure out what was going on so he knew what was going on and so he came and picked me up so okay then i realized that you know we had known each other so that's funny that was that was the beginning so i've never been to nova scotia what uh can you kind of describe a little bit what what it's like there it's uh you know it's just kind of the same as like you know fields and there's really not any big mountains but there's mm-hmm. some areas that have you know uh the trees and and so forth and mm-hmm. you know it was pretty green okay and um the weather's kind of similar to what it is here in washington okay similar to western washington where we both live uh, yeah. it's a it's a coastal area or yeah basically yeah. okay so uh was it difficult adjusting to missionary life Actually, I had determined because in my upbringing, you know, my I worked with my grandfather and and my dad mm-hmm. and helped out. My dad, you know, was a hard worker, and so I had just determined if I was going on a mission and I was going to be there, that I was just going to do it, you know, yeah, and do the work. And so for me, I was following the schedule and uh, you know, doing the scripture study, memorizing scriptures. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, no, I didn't really have a, a problem That's awesome. doing that because I just figured if I'm there, uh, I'm doing it. Yeah. So. What were your living conditions like? Did you live uh, in an apartment or live with Yeah, uh, we had other an people? apartment. Okay. Yeah, we had an apartment. And were you yeah. on a bike or a uh, bus or how no, did we you had a around? car. Oh, okay. Nice. We had a car out there because, you know, it was kind of a remote area. Remote, yeah. I was, yeah. So we did have a car. And how would you go about uh, finding people to teach? Uh, basically, uh, we would go out knocking on doors and then, uh, if we had, you know, any referrals from members or whatever, then we'd, we'd do that. And, uh, mm-hmm. we met in a odd fellows hall or whatever. And mm-hmm. cause they didn't have a building there and members were, were good. It was within a week that we had, uh, missionary splits, Anyway, we had a, a member go with us, and so I was on my own that first time. Oh, wow. And then we yeah. had a flannel board. Okay. It was it was a good experience, and, and I felt like I did well. And yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Can you tell us about someone who you taught? Well, from uh, I was only there for like a month and a half or so, and then I was uh, transferred to, to Maine. Oh, okay. So I went down to Maine and actually... It was a couple of months, and I was I was made a senior companion with a with a greenie that came out. So <laughs> called them greenies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. 
So it was uh, uh, Dover Foxcroft, Maine. We had been out. Uh, Brother Clements was uh, uh, a contact that we made one evening mm-hmm. in Maine. Um, we were. It was getting towards the time that we'd go back to the uh, apartment, and uh, his house was down this this lane, kind of your typical, you know, last one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was it was dark. But anyway, went and knocked at the door, and and he was uh, an older gentleman, but uh, his wife had uh, he was a widower. His wife had passed away previously, and so we taught him, and um, I think that really piqued his interest in in the in the gospel plan and that you know being able to uh go to the temple and be be sealed and and yeah. uh, to learn about you know what the purpose of life and that was so he was baptized yeah, that's awesome. um and he was cool enough that he he worked at uh, a liquor store there in uh one of the adjoining towns Mm-hmm. Uh, Dover Foxcroft, and uh, he he's you know he talked to us. He said he didn't really feel since he was a, now a member, he didn't really feel right about you know <laughs> working there, and you know mm-hmm. wondered what he should do. And basically, we just told him, well, you just need to, you know, if you don't feel feel good about it, but if you have an opportunity to make a change, but don't yeah. put yourself you know in a in a bad situation financially. But yeah. so eventually he he left and, and did something else. So mm-hmm. and I basically you know haven't didn't have any contact with him after that. So my next transfer was down to Massachusetts. How was Massachusetts? Um, Massachusetts was interesting. By the time, uh, you know, for example, when I was, I was made district leader, moved to Massachusetts and my companion, Elder Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, he had been out longer than me. He was a character, but you know what? We, we got along pretty good and, yeah. uh, didn't have any issues. And, uh, I had some sister missionaries in my district. What would you say the hardest part about being a missionary was? Getting along with different companions. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, would I mean, I had that. some yeah. real. I had some real. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that was that was. I mean, I got along like Elder Jackson. He was uh, he was from Moses Lake, Washington. Mm-hmm. But you know, we got along really good because we understood each other. What did you learn from having difficult companions? I think most missionaries have a companion or two that uh, they maybe just don't click with. You know, I just had to have an understanding. One, one thing that President Packer was always telling us is that we had to have, you know, empathy mm-hmm. uh, for the people and, and so forth. I tried to have that with my companions, but by the same token, uh, you know, when it came down to it, I had to be be able to prod them along or whatever. Yeah, so, take responsibility. You know, but, you know yeah. kind of be firm and stuff. But it, it did teach me to, you know, to try to get along and be Christ-like. Yeah. What was your favorite part about being a missionary? I enjoyed, you know, you had different experiences. I mean, like uh, my companion and I came in when I was in Massachusetts and we came in one evening, got a phone call and it was uh, Brother Hellowell. He, uh, he wasn't a member and he made contact with us and uh, wanted us to come out. And his story was, is that uh, he had, they had a fire in their home Mm -hmm. and the Book of Mormon that they had in there that the missionaries had dropped off was the only thing that was one of the only things that was left. And he read it and he was basically like, you know, I, he wanted to be a member Mm -hmm. and I don't know, like he had like uh, four kids and I think we baptized him and three of them. And his wife, uh, I think he had 
there was some kind of animosity there because I think that he had maybe not lived, you know, great. Mm. And uh, when he was converted, uh, she kind of couldn't, you know, go along with it. So she wasn't she wasn't baptized, mm. but he was and the, the kids were. And, um, you know, that was a that was a great experience. Yeah, having a book survive a fire like that is definitely a miracle. And it sounds like that's what really uh, gave him the desire to take a second look at the Book of Mormon. Yeah, um, from the get-go when we were in Maine, when I was in Maine, uh, we always tried to leave a, if we could, couldn't do anything, get in and teach whatever, mm-hmm. we would uh, try to leave the Book of Mormon with them. I can't say that I had any similar experiences where uh, Book of Mormon survived a fire on my mission, but I definitely did see um, over and over that uh, people uh, gained testimonies and were convinced of the truthfulness of the restoration of the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, just by reading the Book of Mormon, there's a power in the Book of Mormon and a, and a spirit that comes when you read it and pray about it. Yeah, there was a lady that uh, had... Um she lived in a mobile home that was below our apartment in Maine, and she made us a vest, and um, we could literally put the Books of Mormon in. Uh, I probably carried twelve Books of Mormon, you know, <laughs> stick them in the back and the sides and so <laughs> forth. And um, so uh, we always uh, we always held, you know, I, I was really convinced that that was a great thing to do and so yeah know, we did that we my district was always tops and because we put, put on a report how many books of mormon we'd placed and mm-hmm. we were always on the top so <laughs> it was a good thing that's awesome it was it was great that was a challenge you know to leave something with them did you serve anywhere else rhode island um okay. cranston rhode island and um then my final area was Born Mass, which is like uh, there's a big bridge that goes across over to uh, Cape Cod, and so that was my final final area. Mm-hmm. I served there. I think that you know it's it's just I did enjoy meeting the people. I enjoyed the the district conferences that, that mm-hmm. we had uh, the zone conferences, especially when President Packer would be there, and mm-hmm. uh, they were just uh, they were pretty awesome. How established was the church back then in in your mission? Were you meeting in church buildings or were you meeting more in rented spaces? There was a, there was a, as I recall, we did have a a building in when I was in uh, Bill Ricca, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. That was probably the first area that I had that we actually had a building to meet in. Yeah, that was the same in my mission. There was only one uh, city that I served in that actually had a, a built chapel. The rest were just rented buildings or houses. As a missionary, are there any times that you can think back and see that you really saw the hand of the Lord in the work? Um, yeah, I mean, um, we had uh, we had an invitation when I was in Massachusetts in, in Bill Rickham Mass to, to go uh, talk to... Uh, a congregation that uh, they weren't Catholics, but um, Protestant. Mm-hmm. So we were able to go there and share share the gospel. But um, I mean, just things that happen. I can't specifically. I just know that mm-hmm. you know we had we had help along the way. And uh, yeah. I mean, the big thing was is we always tried to. 
I always tried to, you know, follow the mission rules. I mean, I had a girlfriend when I left, but lost her along the way. So, well, that's the way it was, man. And I'm I'm (laughs) grateful for it now. Yeah. Because you know that uh, I was able to meet up with uh, my eternal companion when I got Mm -hmm. home. So it was a great blessing. Do you have any uh, experiences that were special on your mission that that, kind of stand out? Well, the, uh, like I say, the, when we had our uh, baptism in Maine with, uh, mm-hmm. I know I said his name, but you have to realize I'm like <laughs> 75 now. It's all right. Brother Clements and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, Brother Hellwell with his family and, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some others, but we had some great members along the way that really were influential and, you know, standing out and being good in the community and good examples. Uh, I think when you're, I think when you're striving to, you know, follow the rules and to do everything that you can, mm-hmm. I think it just kind of flows. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how to explain it. So those were the things that, uh, that stood out. I had, you know, a lot of good elders in my districts and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of the companions that I had ended up being, you know, good friends while we were there and look forward to seeing each other uh, when we were able to get together. So, yeah. Is there anything that you learned from President Boyd K. Packer that has stuck with you through the years? He obviously was, uh, at the time, he was, you know, one of the general authorities mm-hmm. and he wasn't an apostle yet, but but he would be, but uh you could you could just feel feel the spirit when he was there and for example when we went out and it was shortly after i got was transferred to uh, dover foxcroft in maine and we had a door approach that we used that mm-hmm. when we knock on the door we you know we're uh, representatives of the lord jesus christ ministers come here and and he kind of changed that up it was just interesting and it was like he said, you need to tell them that uh, that you're there to, you know, deliver a message. And if they don't want to hear it, then you're supposed to, we were to leave a, a blessing that it's that at some point they might have another opportunity mm-hmm. to hear the gospel. So, in other words, it was like that could have been your chance, but mm-hmm. you didn't do it. You had to really think about what you were doing. It wasn't just like, you mm-hmm. know, oh, OK, thanks. and Bye. <laughs> Did you... Uh get to do anything fun on P days or was it usually just uh laundry and letters? <laughs> no, no, we, we did, uh, we'd get together as a district and have some, play some football games and, you know, just do mm-hmm. some activities like that. Okay. Members and one member family in Maine. Uh, we, we went to, uh, the top of Mount Katahdin. That's what mm-hmm. they call it. Anyway, we hiked up there when, when P day. And that was like, uh, at the time, I think it was, you get up there and it's like if when the sun rises, it's the first spot in the continental United States where you can see the sun, wow. sun come up. Oh, that's fine. Um, seafood. I mean, listen, you know, seafood. <laughs> you, you don't even know what seafood is here <laughs> because um, that was just like fabulous. And we had uh, when I was in Maine, there was a, a fisherman that came in, brought a pickup and he would sell fresh lobsters. And so we'd buy us a, you know, you could get a, a big lobster for a couple of bucks and wow. we'd take it and put it in the fridge and then we'd cook it up that night. Learned how to do that. 
had members that would take us out to, uh, you know, a seafood feast. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was awesome. Had one member family. He showed us how to make Boston baked beans. They'd have us over. And, mm-hmm. uh, they're great. Great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the food was good, too. So is clam chowder a thing there? Because that, that's everyone always, you know, says it's New England clam chowder. Is that something you guys have? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. I love it. So you finish your two-year missionary service and you come back to Murray, Utah. Did they do uh, a missionary report, kind of like a homecoming talk when you came home? So, yes. And, and in fact, uh, I did have that. And then uh, I had a a friend of mine um, from high school that, that went out to the New England States Mission. He went out a, a month after I did. And I didn't ever see him mm-hmm. in, in the in, in our mission, but uh, when he got home, he got home a month after I did. I came home in September. He came home in October, and so he had his homecoming. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew when he was having it, so I I went there on my own to see him. And uh, that, in fact, is where I met Joan, my, oh, wow. my sweetheart, my companion for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there with uh she was on a stake mission and her friend and stake companion was she was a fiance to uh reed brown mm-hmm. and, and her first name was shirley i can't remember her last name so um yeah so i i was sitting there and and after the meeting was over i just uh i turned around and looked and i saw i saw joan and i was like you know smitten <laughs> and then uh, Reed came down and they introduced us. And then, uh, you know, and then we went out. But it was basically over because I yeah. knew then that, uh, you know, she was the one. And she, you know, she'll tell you she knew I was the one. <laughs> so. so in a way that your mission then was kind of a blessing that uh, led oh. to you meeting Joan. So Absolutely. That is so awesome. It's <laughs> I didn't incredible, know that. man. I mean, listen, <laughs> the greatest, this is the greatest blessing that, that I have. You know, next to the, you know, having the gospel is mm-hmm. to have, is to have her and, and of course yeah. our family. But, um, yeah, so it was, and interestingly enough, you know, we, we dated and I don't remember exactly, uh, we were married the next year in August. Mm-hmm. So we met in October and, uh, we were anyway, we were, I think we were in a mall or something. She uh, asked me when my birthday was, and I said June 27 in the year. And uh, she thought I, I had looked at her driver's license because <laughs> she was born the same day, same year. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> so we always said, you know, we came here together, and yeah. and you know, we grew up about uh, four miles from each other, but you know, different uh, school districts and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, areas of the church and so we never we didn't meet until that time but where do you yeah i know it was meant to be we were you delivered that. at the same hospital were you side by side in no, the hospital oh, okay was, i was delivered in salt lake and okay. she was delivered in murray all right but i'm the oldest by about two or three hours i think <laughs> it just goes to show you that you know i, I mean i know that the lord has had a hand in mm-hmm. in my life and decisions that you make you know, lead you to other decisions. Now, if I hadn't decided to go on a, a mission and, mm-hmm. you know, I would have never met her. And you know what I'm saying? I yeah. just, 
I'm grateful for that. For so, some, somehow the Lord led me to, you know, prompted me that, like, you need to go on a mission, even though it hadn't been a, a real focus. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I have to admit. For me, it's the same. I uh, was led down a path because I went on a mission that took me to uh, BYU, where I had not planned on uh, attending university there. Um, and had I not done that, I would have never met my wife, Jen. And so, yeah, my mission was also uh, very uh, pivotal in, in me meeting my, my future wife. What did you do after you came home to keep your faith strong? Um, I met Joan. Yeah. Stayed active. Before we were married, I lived at home, but, you know, in my went to college, University of Utah, mm-hmm. where I eventually graduated. I, I uh, Because we were getting married and because the war was going on, I... I uh, got into Army ROTC, mm-hmm. went through that, and we went to Fort Benning twice, and and eventually, because the war was winding down, I was able to get in reserve, so mm-hmm. but I did my infantry officers, basic. What role has your mission played in your life? Um, it's just led me to the point where I am, and, and uh, my, my testimony of the Savior and of the Book of Mormon and the prophet Joseph Smith and, you know, um, the rich history. And then, you know, the fact that uh, I had I had a great mission president and mm-hmm. wanted to follow his example, too. So, If, if you could go back and, and talk to the young uh, elder Bills before he was to go on his mission, what advice would you give yourself? Go on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, what, what can you say? Just... <laughs> You made the right choice. I mean, the thing of it is, is I know that the Lord had a hand in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, despite of the fact that maybe I was, it didn't show that great an interest in it. And to begin with, the fact was that the Lord, you know, had a hand in, in my life. And I look back and I thank him every night for helping me along the way, you know. Yeah. I really do. We've had similar experiences where my mission president later became an apostle, Elder Neil L. Anderson, and your mission president uh, became an apostle, and then uh, later the president of the Quorum of the Twelve, uh, President Boyd K. Packer. How has that uh, influenced you and and your family? Just that you have that contact there, that you know somebody that's there. We had that focus. I, mm-hmm. You know what? It's like... It's like you make a decision in your life and you make the right decision and you, and you ask the Lord to help you. And that decision can lead you to, you know, other decisions along the way. And I've been fortunate enough to make, you know, the best decisions as far as as that goes. I mean, you know, there's other things that I could have done better. I think we can all look back and say, yeah. but the major ones that you look at. The major, like, you know, going on a mission was was great for me mm-hmm. um, because it led me to these other areas in my life to uh, to be able to have a solid temple marriage and a solid family. And there's obstacles along the way. I mean, you know, yeah. everything isn't perfect, but it's staying close to the Lord. What practical everyday life things did you learn in your mission? Maybe something that helped with your career? I think what I, you know, I mean, basically when I retired, I, I worked for 
I did uh, automotive accounting mm-hmm. um, and management, business management. That's what I got my degree in from the University mm-hmm. of Utah. But I think that I think that the biggest thing and the biggest thing that that I was you know known for, and I spent uh, 30 years at, at Titus Will, Ford, Toyota, big company, family mm-hmm. operation. But the one thing that I was known for was following the golden rule and being Christ-like. Uh, Mm-hmm. do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's the thing. And I still have great, you know, it was a, it was a family and I still have great friends, Yeah. you know, from there that we, you know, get together occasionally. And it's been pretty lonely for me since Joan passed away, but mm-hmm. uh, occasionally we get together. But I think that that's, you know, that's a, that's a big thing, man. It's just, it wasn't so much as my, my knowledge of, you know, I had great knowledge of accounting stuff, but you can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. You have to have people that, that, you know, respect you and love you and, mm-hmm. and know that you're there for them. And, you know, uh, that's, that was how I dealt with people. My, my, my people love me. I love my, uh, I loved working with them and, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's, it's just that, that thing of that's helped me in my my career that was a huge thing is just you know following that standing up for what you you know know is right and, mm-hmm. and doing it that's that's how i am that's how i roll <laughs> yeah I, well I, you know i did the same thing when i was you know and, and and you've had the leadership positions in the church too but when i you know was bishop of the ward here and that's mm-hmm. how i I, I loved being the bishop because I had great people, you know, that were that I worked with, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we it was it was pretty awesome. My down the downfall was is when they change ward boundaries and you lose <laughs> lose your people, and you know, yeah, you couldn't, that's always hard. You, you can't deal with that, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just get it going, and it's kind of like, why do you have to do this? Yeah, we've had uh, people moving out and not people moving in and I'm like that doesn't work. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it does create huge holes in, 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 in that, you know, yeah. it does. You get it really people does. That so. You really, really miss when they leave. So, yeah. Well, uh, I have one, one last question for you. If there was one thing that you'd want your posterity to know about your missionary service, what would it be? Just, I mean, to be, don't try to be who you aren't and, and mm-hmm. follow the, be yourself and uh, be genuine and 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 treat others the way you want to be treated and follow the rules and do everything you can to learn about the savior and 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 follow follow his teachings and be sincere and in uh talking to others and all that it's hard to put it in a nutshell mm. Yeah, and I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how it is for me. That's yeah. that's what made sense to me was just, you know, being who I am. I mm-hmm. am who I am. And yeah. You know who I am. <laughs> yeah. You, you learn how to be a good helpmate. Mm-hmm. To your, you know, it's not to your uh, your companion and to, to pitch in and help and to love and to have fun and enjoy and Mm-hmm. And you know your family, and you're a good family. You're a great family man, and you know what I'm talking about. That's, mm-hmm. that's what a mission helps you to do. Yeah, you know, it's not just getting along with people. It's like you know, keeping your apartment up, doing the cleaning, and you know, taking care of yourself, and doing the best you can. 
Yeah, that's so wise. I think that just, you know, on a mission and later in your career and at church, always just being genuine and being, uh, you know, who you are, letting people see who you are. That that's that's so key in in building relationships. Yeah. You, you become like really friends with people and, and gain trust, and and that's important as a missionary. It's important as a leader. Um, trying to be someone who you're not is is just not going to work. So I think that's, no, that's really good advice. It really, it really doesn't. It really yeah. doesn't. And you run it, you run into you know, Ari and I ran into that, you know, in business and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Eldred, you've always been a, a great example to me in my life, and it's been fun hearing about your mission. Um, I'm, you know, thanks for your yeah. missionary service, and thanks for sharing yeah. highlights from from your mission. It's it's been fun. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I you know, you hear people say oh, it was the greatest experience in my life. You know, it was a great experience while it happened, but you know, it led me to the, the greatest thing was it led me to led me to Joan, mm-hmm. and you know, our family. So you know, I mean, yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. I mean, it helped me along my path. You know right. what I'm saying? It was an important, important uh, step to take. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've got a great family, so it's uh, it's yeah, worked you out. Know, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we try. We, you know, interesting things happen to you along the way. I mean, you've done really good for yourself, man, yeah. and your family. And uh, yeah, you know, you are you are stellar. Joan had some hard times with things, but I've always been there. I was always there to help her and. Yeah, you know, and she had so many health issues that. Yeah, she had a, a rough go. And you know, but the, the main thing was, is I, you know, she knew I was here for her, and mm-hmm. so I know she's, you know, I mean, I know she's arrived. And mm-hmm. She's such a sweet person, and yeah. she doesn't have the pain and everything. And I just, I think the big thing now for me is I got to endure to the end and you know that mm-hmm. isn't it's easier said than done you know because yeah. it's it's hard being uh it's hard being i mean i have, I have my daughters here and that's great but you know there's something different when you got your you know your best friend your yeah. you know yeah there and she's not there you know come to bed at night and, yeah. Yeah, and stuff man you know and so it's not uh and it's not something it's not that, that uh, you really prepare for either. I mean, that's something you've got to figure out, I guess, right. go, yeah. going through it. I mean, you know, no, no one plans on that happening. And, and, no, uh, we didn't. I mean, I, you know, uh, my sister Linda in, in Utah, her husband had passed away probably a year and a half before Joan. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk, you know, probably a couple of times a month or three or four four and then uh but you know she's the same way it's kind of like you know it's hard and then we talk about okay so i wonder we know that you know our spouses have gone now what's the end (laughs) end deal gonna be for us you know what i'm saying yeah it's it's out there man i mean i tell you something that you know we've seen it happen with some of the the apostles too that you know have, have lost their their wives and and uh I think that uh, I'm trying to remember. There's a story uh, that I'm, I'm going to get this wrong if I try and name the names, but uh, one of the apostles had lost his wife, and and the prophet at the time said, "You were a better man when you had your wife," <laughs> and I think that's, you know, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're we're all better because of our right. spouse. Abs- absolutely, man. I mean, you know, 
when I had when I went, uh, my attorney who's a who's a friend, and I served in the bishopric with him when we were in Tacoma. He told me then, getting the wheel changed. He says, "Don't make any major decisions," which I wasn't mm-hmm. going to. But then he said, "You know, you re- got to realize you lost half your brain," which is really true because, yeah. hey, Joan knew she had a, a memory that was unbelievable. I mean, you know, all the, you know, the names and everything. I am like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't remember everybody's name. She knew of all, you know, not only, uh, our, both our families, but, uh, like, uh, Josh's, uh, Melanie, mm-hmm. uh, she's got like 10 or 11 siblings and they all have kids and she knew every one of their names and everything. <laughs> wow. you know? I can't, I, I don't. And especially like with this mass deal going on now, I can't yeah. recognize hardly anybody anymore. Yeah. It makes it tricky. Uh, it's we're, just we're, horrible. We're, you know, always at church, you know, uh, sitting on the stand trying to figure out, is this someone new that's come in? Is this, you know, someone we just haven't right. seen for a while? And everyone's got a mask on and it, it makes it makes it tough to recognize people for sure. Absolutely. Another decision that I made that, because uh, I, after... Joan passed away. I was like, I need to figure out something to do. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get a job and work. I mean, I'm, I, you know what? I'm okay. I don't need a lot of stuff. Just trying to figure out what I do. And I was doing seminary security. We have that, you know, the kids have early morning seminary and they have a a priesthood holder. So I was, you know, helping. And I saw on the bulletin board that they needed, uh, volunteers at the Graham South Hill Food Bank. So now I I volunteer there, yeah. three days a week when they give out when we give out food about five hours each stint. But uh, that's helped me to not just sit around and commiserate. You know? Right. Well, and I mean, just like when you're on a mission and when you're serving other people, I mean, that's part of the gospel. It's part of our baptismal covenants. Is when you're you're serving other people, you know you feel good, and you're serving God. You're serving brothers and sisters. Yeah, even if they King, are of a different faith. King King Benjamin. Yeah, that's that's core of the gospel. So that's that's always, awesome. Always, yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I always said. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I can do that. It's, you know, and I have stuff at home, and I and I I enjoy just relaxing at home, but it does get me out. So mm-hmm. other other than that, I could see where I could just really totally waste away. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. that's helped me to, and, and I've thought in my mind that Joan is happy that I'm doing mm-hmm. that. Oh, I'm sure. I know that she's aware of what's going on, and I, yeah. I mean, I talk to her yeah. every day. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, and it was, it was fun catching up. You're a good guy. A big thank you to my uncle, Eldred Bills, um, for him taking some time to share his missionary experiences. And uh, I should also mention just how close and how much I love my Aunt Joan, who has passed. Um, she was uh, someone very special in my life. Uh, I spent a lot of time with, with them, especially when they, they lived in Utah. And uh, she uh, was just like one, another mother for me, and uh, she is my mother's uh, sister. And I was very close growing up with with their children, so love their family. In today's Missionary Minute, I was thinking about obedience. In Doctrine and Covenants, section 130, verses 20 through 21, it says, There is a law irrevocably decreed in heaven 
before the foundations of this world, upon which all blessings are predicated. And when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. Obedience is just fundamental to the gospel. It's a fundamental principle that we need to learn in our mortality. It's required for our eternal salvation. We have to keep the commandments. We're commanded to keep the commandments. And when we do, there are blessings tied to each of those commandments. It's God's law. We obey a certain commandment and we are blessed. And when we obey all the commandments, then God's spirit can be with us because we're in harmony with him and his laws. The mission is a microcosm of life. And when I was obedient on my mission, I saw those blessings. God could work with me and he could bless me because of my obedience. The same thing is true today. As I'm obedient, I will have God's spirit with me. And he's made that covenant with us who have been baptized in his church. It's repeated each week in the sacrament prayer. And our faith leads us to act, to keep the commandments, And then it's our obedience which shows our Father in heaven that we love him. President Boyd K. Packer said, The crucial test of life does not center on the choice between fame and obscurity, nor between wealth and poverty. The greatest decision of life is between good and evil. What then do we want you to do? Simply this, be good, study the gospel, live it, stay active in the church, receive the ordinances, and keep your covenants. Well, that's about it for today's show. If you or someone you know has served a mission and you think that they would be a fun guest for the show, please contact me at goyeforthpodcast at gmail.com or just find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called Go Ye Forth Podcast. We're looking for former mission presidents, people who have served senior missions, uh, sister missionaries, full-time proselyting missionaries, service missionaries, and missionaries who have served far and near. Well, if you like the show, please share it with someone. Share it with a friend. Uh, subscribe. Make sure that you're notified when new episodes come out. And if you listen in Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it if you would rate and review the show. Well, that's all we have this week. So until next time, wax strong in the gospel, my friends. Whoa.